Hello and welcome back to the Real Talk Podcast, where we talk about things that you should have learned in school, but didn't. I'm your host, Victoria, a teen librarian from Connecticut. This is the extension of the program I do with my teens called Almost Adults. Disclaimer, I am not a professional. The things I talk about are from my own research and my own personal experience. But if you have any extra tips and tricks, please feel free to leave them in the comments below. They're super helpful and super fun to read. So this time we're going to be talking about stress management. So many people these days, especially after the year we had last year, have an abundance of stress and so many articles online just say things like, if you're stressed, just go outside or get away from things that cause you stress. But I have some actual tips on ways to manage your stress and ways to become less stressed throughout your day. So I hope these help. So since this is an extension of the library program that I do, and I am a teen librarian, I'm going to be mostly focusing on teens and young adults for these tips, but anybody can use them. They're pretty much universal. Um, These days, being a teenager is so incredibly stressful And I think it gets more stressful every year for teens in different ways than the ways that we were stressed growing up. And I know a lot of people, probably my age, definitely older than me, might disagree with that um, because teenagers don't have to worry about things like paying bills most of the time or, you know, finding places to live. But there are so many things. I mean, preparing for college, most teens these days work, trying to study for finals, stay on top of homework and your grades, getting enough sleep, attempting to have a social life on top of trying to de-stress yourself, figuring out who you are. I mean, it's so incredibly stressful to be a teenager. And I mean, all of us were teenagers. And I remember my teens being extremely difficult and extremely stressful. And I think a lot of the time teen stress gets kind of written off. And I don't think that's fair at all because there are so many stressful things that I, as an adult, don't ever want to deal with again that I had to deal with every day being a teenager. Um, so I kind of wanted to start off this podcast by acknowledging and validating teens and teen stress, it's not easy. Um, I am here to let you know that you're doing a great job and I'm proud of you (laughs) in case you don't hear it enough. But managing stress is such an important thing to learn how to do for everyone. I think every person needs to learn how to manage stress, but it's important to realize that every person de-stresses differently. Um, That depends on a lot of things. Mostly it depends on your personality. So this is where I'm going to bring up the terms introverted and extroverted. A lot of people use these terms incorrectly and assume that they mean shy if you're introverted or outgoing if you're extroverted, which is not the case at all. Most of the time, people will use introverted and extroverted synonymously with shy and outgoing, and I don't think that's fair. Introversion and extroversion is only about how you recharge your batteries. If you're going out with your friends and you're at a club or you go to the movies and then afterwards you feel invigorated like you just took a nap, you're more extroverted. If you're at home and you're sitting completely by yourself, maybe with some soft music, maybe you're watching a show or a good book, 
but you need to be alone or with your pets, then you're probably more introverted. Most people are somewhere in the middle. Um, Definitely feel for you extroverts during the last year or so. But um, since people tend to be either in the middle or like a little bit more one or the other, I'm going to offer stress management tips for both types of people. I myself am almost a textbook introvert. I love being completely alone. I can sometimes have days where I don't speak any words out loud, and I'm totally fine with that. (laughs) So let's hop into some of these tips that I have and have gotten. Um, The first one is to take a hot bath. Sometimes you just need that moment of silence. You need that moment of stillness. You need that moment of you're allowed to just sit and do nothing. So running a warm bath or a hot bath, you know, some people prefer scalding hot water, which is totally fine. Light some candles, getting scents like lavender, eucalyptus can help you get more relaxed as well. Um, If you're into essential oils, putting some drops of them in your bath can also help you get more relaxed. Put on some light music or a podcast and just sit. The hot water and the essential oils will help relax your muscles, and afterwards, it can be very cathartic. It might actually make you sleepy, but, you know, taking that time for yourself, allowing your brain to slow down, allowing your body to slow down, that can help a lot. Another thing that can help a lot is to get on Zoom or FaceTime or get in Discord, get into a call with your friends, whether that be just through voice, whether that be a video chat, just talk with your friends. Maybe you guys all do something like do a drawing together or play a video game together. Sometimes just having that interaction with other people that isn't based at school or at work and not having to worry about talking about school things or work things can really help and really, you know, mellow everyone out. Um, Eating well sounds like a (laughs) cop-out. But having healthy snacks on hand and giving yourself and your body proper nutrition will make your body feel better and it will make your brain work better. If all you're doing is eating junk food and quick things and instant noodles, looking at you, college freshman, I've been there, I understand, it can make you feel worse and it can make your brain work less. So getting your nutrients in, even if that's just a green smoothie in the morning, that's probably one of the best things you can do for yourself, getting a jump start on your nutrition. Nutrition is super, super healthy and very important for stress management. Doing something simple like scheduling time for relaxing can help a ton. Sometimes the reason why people don't take time to de-stress is because you don't think you have time to de-stress. Even if you think you don't have enough time, you do. If you're laying in bed right before you go to sleep, taking five to 10 minutes to stretch. Do some yoga in bed. Do some yoga on the floor right next to your bed. Put on a guided meditation. There are free videos for yoga and meditation on YouTube. It can really make a difference. If you really don't think you can take five to 10 minutes to do that, put on one of the guided meditation videos and have it run while you're sleeping. Your brain still works while you're sleeping, so it can actually help trick your brain into thinking about the guided meditation techniques throughout the day subconsciously. So there you go. You're tricking your brain into calming down already. So let's say 
you have a ton of stuff to do. You have your thesis you have to work on. You have a house you have to clean. You have, you know, dishes that need to be done. You have other homework that you have to do. You have so much going on. Where do you start? It's super overwhelming. It's very easy to cause stress that way. Set a timer and work in 20-minute intervals. There's a word for it. I think it's like the Pomodoro technique or something like that. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. (laughs) It's scientifically proven to make you more productive and work faster. And if you're getting your work done faster, you have more time later to do whatever it is that you really want to do instead of doing what you have to do. So how it works is you set a timer for those 20 minutes until the timer goes off, you are committed to work. You will not check your phone. You will not get up and go to the bathroom. You will not go up and get a snack. You are working for that 20 minutes. As soon as the timer goes off, you give yourself five minutes, 10 minutes for a break and set another timer. And as soon as that break timer goes off, you get right back to work for another 20 minutes. Doing work for like five hours is very intimidating and it will make you want to do things like procrastinate or get off track or things like that because bodies need breaks. If you're only working for 20 minutes, what's 20 minutes? That's easy. You can work for 20 minutes. So it helps your brain want to be more productive. You'd be surprised how many times that timer goes off after 20 minutes and you don't want to take a break. It's fascinating. I use it to do my homework, and I honestly don't completely understand how it works, but I'm really glad that it does. So if you are stressed and feeling a bit down on yourself, that's something that's extraordinarily common, and most people have issues with you know, self-image and stuff like that, especially if you're stressed often. Writing down affirmations on sticky notes and putting them places you'll always look, like on your desk, bathroom mirror, inside your locker, and your planner. It's like past you giving future you a pep talk. Just little things like keep going or you can do it or, you know, anything like that can really, really help a lot. When you are taking your break, do things that make you happy and that make you feel good. Maybe that's playing Nico Atsume on your phone for a couple of hours. It's super great and it's a free game on your phone where you collect cats and take pictures of them. This is not an ad. I have had Nico Atsume for years now. Super great stress relief. You can just turn your brain off and play those games. Maybe it's drawing. Maybe it's listening to music while laying on the floor with your eyes closed. Maybe it's playing a video game. Maybe it's hugging your stuffed animal collection. Be apologetically you, and it will be less stressful for you in the long term. Being apologetically yourself is something that can take years to master, but even if you only do it for like five minutes a day to start, being your authentic self is the most, the least stressful thing that you can do, I think. Um, Another thing that is a huge cause for stress is lack of organization. Even just taking 10 minutes at the beginning of your day or 10 minutes at the end of your day just to get organized, get your stuff in line. I do this right before I go to bed. I lay out my clothes that I'm going to need for work the next day. So then when I wake up in the morning, that's one less thing I have to worry about. So I'm setting myself up for having a less stressful morning than like when I do it the night before. 
This also is a great way to help if I'm accidentally running late. Oh, I've already looked out for myself and I don't have to worry about trying to find something to wear because I already have it here. Just little stuff like that can make a really big difference. Um, another thing that can make a super big difference that a lot of people kind of turn their nose up on, which I did too until I started doing it, journaling is a super fantastic way to get all of the thoughts that are inside of your head and weighing you down out of your head and putting them on paper. If you have a lot of stuff that you have to worry about and a lot of stuff that you're focused on and a lot of stuff that you're worried about in the future, just if you get it out of your head and put it on paper, now it's the paper's problem. It's not your problem anymore. My therapist a couple months ago told me that if I'm worried about something, I'm not living in the now. If there's nothing I can do about what I'm worried about right now, then it goes in the journal and out of my head. And it's, again, it sounds trivial and it sounds like therapy talk, but it really, really makes a difference. Because if it's not in my head anymore and it's on my paper, at least I know now if I forget about it. Like if it's something I have to remember, I make a note of it on my phone. Okay, it's on my phone. So now if I know I have to remember something, but I don't remember what that was, I can just look at my phone. I don't have to stress myself out about forgetting it. Having it there, very, very helpful. All right, this next one's kind of controversial. <laughs> Fake it till you make it is a real tip. <laughs> Do you not feel calm? You don't feel put together? You don't feel refreshed? You don't feel awake? Fake it. The brain is very easily persuaded. And if you're telling yourself, oh, I got this, I'm relaxed, I'm calm, I'm not worried about anything, I ain't scared of nothing, your brain will make that your reality. And it, again, like it sounds, <laughs> I know it sounds controversial and sounds crazy, but just to give an example of how crazy the human body can be, there's a thing called phantom pregnancy, where if a woman truly and honestly believes that she's pregnant, her brain will send signals to her body to make her uterus expand and to make her produce, bre like, she'll produce breast milk. She, her body will act like it is pregnant, even though she is not pregnant. Your brain can do amazing things. Your brain is very easily persuaded. If you keep telling your brain that you are happy and that you are not stressed and that you have got everything together and, you know, a whole bunch of stuff like that, eventually it's going to be like, oh, yeah, well, we're fine. We're just going to make the happy juice because I understand that they keep telling me that it's this way, so I guess I'll make it that way. Again, sounds crazy. Maybe that one's controversial. It has worked for me. It has worked for my friends. <laughs> well, even if it's just a last case scenario, just give, giving it a go, just giving it a try. What's the worst that could happen? It doesn't work, and then you're still where you're at right now, you know? <laughs> um, doing a hobby that involves creating things with your hands can be very rewarding. Things like knitting, sculpting, painting, cosplay, stuff like that. If you're making something with your hands, it's very, very therapeutic. Art therapy has been a thing for years and years and years. 
it's very cathartic to be able to turn off your brain and just do things with your hands. And then afterwards, you have something really cool that you made. And that's pretty neat, too. Um, I'm going to close this off with a fact that is very obvious and that you probably already know, but I have to say it anyway. Most of the time, the things that you're stressed about are out of your control. You gotta give yourself some slack. You're dealing with a lot every day, and yet here you are, you've kept going, you keep going, you keep slaying it, and you're doing a great job. I'm proud of you for everything that you've done, even if you're not proud of you, but you should be proud of yourself. It's not easy, especially in this day and age, to get things done, Things are very stressful right now for a lot of people, but you're doing it and you're prospering and I'm very proud of you. So I will leave it at that. (laughs) Um, With that, we have reached the ending of another episode of the Real Talk podcast. Um, I hope this was helpful to you at all. Again, most of these things are just little small changes that people do. Or you can give one of them a try. You can give none of them a try. If you have other things that worked for you, I'm super glad. And it's very hard to figure out what works for you. Remember, if something works for somebody else, it might not work for you. But I feel like I've tried to give as broad of a... As many topics as I could. As many ideas and tips as I could. So maybe one of these things will work for you. And I hope that it does. And again, if you have any other uh, tips or tricks, please feel free to leave them in the comments below. Um, I know a lot of people are really going to enjoy reading them. So Uh, as always, I'm Victoria, and this has been the Real Talk Podcast. See you next time.